Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, I'm your host James Masson, and now we're going to look a little bit more towards the crypto market to start our day off. I've been promising an, N an uh, NTX update for a minute, but uh, I'm still doing some sort of uh, info reconnaissance on that one. Let me sure get the accurate story to you, uh, and we'll touch on what updates I have on that story after we get through this article. But there's been a curious development that not a lot of news stories are talking about directly. Now, you can just Google three crypto billionaires died, and you'll find a slew of articles. But since they're all more or less aggregating news information to write their pieces, they don't really fall neatly into any particular category for the ground news aggregate. So I went for a personal preference on here. I encourage you to go do your own research research to full disclosure here Breitbart tends to have a mixed uh mixed factuality and a right lean on ground news i personally prefer Breitbart my favorite news outlet of all time though is the washington examiner um i've made that pretty abundantly clear over the years but like i said please use your own research pick your own articles at leisure if you find anything to fact check me on please fact check me in the comments below that being said let's get right into it shall we dropping like coin prices hopefully this adjustment doesn't bother anyone's ears sorry about that my uh, boom's been having a little bit of an issue uh, the clip snapped on that earlier so now i'm just jerry-rigging it but let's continue <clears throat> Dropping like coin prices. Three crypto billionaires have died in the last month. Now, a little thing to touch on here with our uh, Mr. Bankman Free. He, uh, we know he funded big players like Maxine Waters. By the way, I want to be ahead of the curve here and say Maxine Bankman Free to 2024. That's a winning ticket. It's, uh, it's not going to crash. Now, we know Sam Bankman funded a lot of really powerful DNC players and some very few scant Republican players, the Mitt Romney types, are who he supported. The people who, in the legislature and Congress, as well as some pressure on the judicial side of things, not the Supreme Court, but in like the local thing, you gotta remember, Bankman Freed and George Soros were the two largest donors to all these Democrats and crooked Republicans. <laughs> I repeat myself, they're just Democrats. Um... I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Max Steyer approach to it. Anyway, I don't like. I'm just calling him a Democrat instead of calling him a spook. I'm gonna call him a Democrat. It's, eh, Democrat. Now, just really playing with the tribal politics. Now, uh, like I was saying, we know what the people he funded and people he's close with, like George Soros. I mean, hell, look around. Bankman Fried's been getting fluff pieces in all the media. He just did a live interview with the Times. Where they talk about what a great philanthropist he was. Meanwhile, he's like defrauding everybody. Unless you're actually on the island he lives on, then you can withdraw your money because he doesn't want you. To, he doesn't want anybody who can get to him to be angry at him. True facts. We'll, we'll true facts. We'll get into that one. But these guys didn't grease the right palms, apparently. Or maybe they did at one point in time, and that's what came back to get them. Three well-known cryptocurrency billionaires have died under mysterious circumstances over the past month, fueling conspiracy theories. This article is by Lucas Nolan. Over the course of the past three months, multiple cryptocurrency billionaires have died under mysterious circumstances. 
All three had made their fortunes in the cryptocurrency industry, with one tweeting that he believed he was being targeted just days before the demise. Uh, Nikolai Mushjian. On October 28th, cryptocurrency pioneer Nikolai Mushkin tweeted that he believed intelligence agencies were going to were going to murder him. Uh, Mashiga, uh, yeah, Mashkina was the co-founder uh, and uh, co-founder of Maker DAO, a blockchain-based decentralized finance platform. In a tweet posted at four. 57 a.m. He stated, quote, CIA Mossad, a pedo elite, ooh, CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and the Colombian, the Caribbean islands. Now, again, we know this is largely what the, you know, special intelligence agencies and Epstein's connection was. Epstein had the power and the funds in order to entrap these people and the CIA and the intelligence agencies were interested in the information he had. He created this very beneficial mutual agreement where one hand would protect the other. As long as the other hand provided that protection, the other hand would fuel the other one with information and resources to keep an eye on anyone else that the intelligence state may want to go after in the elite class. But again, that's only one very, very small nebulous cord of this bigger spider web we're working through. A spiderweb that, in all honesty, we probably will not know the full extent of until much, much, um, she's not okay. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, for those listening, there's an article here in the corner that grabbed my attention. So Jennifer Lawrence says there were no female action stars before her, and she's just blatantly wrong and unhinged. Again, this bitch has nightmares about Tucker Carlson. But let's continue. Oh, and by the way, I, I, I don't doubt anything he just claimed before he got he got smoked. My question is, did they get you? Like, did they have you footage of you doing something you weren't supposed to be doing? Anyway, let's continue. He added, quote, They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend, who was a spy. They will torture me to death. So, again, it sounds kind of out there, but you look at people like, um, uh, what's his name? name we know people in our own government have been infiltrated and had romantic relationships with uh chinese spies for example such as eric swalwell here so i mean that's not as out there uh of a claim as it may initially seem on the surface furthermore with the laptop thing we've seen uh now i'm not at all saying that the hunter laptop was a set was a setup i thousand percent believe the hunter laptops a thousand percent real but I wouldn't put it past the state to try and monkey the waters. They saw how the laptop story spread. They saw that that you know went wide and far, despite their best efforts to suppress the story. So they probably think, oh well, you know, if we recreate pretty much the exact same thing, it will have the same exact spread and we'll have the same exact results. Which inevitably, of course, they wouldn't. That's not how the internet works. The government doesn't quite get that though. They're good at running psyops and taking people down uh, falsely, but when it comes to actual logistics of how they do it, they're very sloppy in execution, almost consistently. And then you look at things like what's going on with Twitter right now, where you had um, had that, uh, I'm blinking on his name right now, 
but you had the former FBI director who was working as a content moderation moderator who was handling the Twitter files between Elon Musk to um, how do you pronounce his name the uh, the journalist Taibi Matt Taibi and then it turns out oh this guy was actually a Fed this guy was one of the main operators oops it was one of the main operators and movers and shakers during the Russia Gate uh, hoax. I was like, oh, okay. I don't for a minute think he was ever actually fired from the from the you know intelligence agencies. I think he was just working covertly. So this just seems to be the exact continuation. Uh, I've talked about this before. Not that I have any affiliations to any groups at all. It's just I've filmed and documented a lot of these groups. But from Antifa to Boogaloo to Proud Boys. I don't need to mention Patriot Front because that was a Fed operation from the very beginning, but the U.S. government isn't good at just squashing people with force. They Well, they are good at it, but that's not with how they do it. They intercept, they infiltrate, and they work themselves into the system until they weave themselves into the fabric of any group or movement, either through spies or recruiting people with a criminal record like, hey, you know, you're in prison, you got five years left to serve, tell you what, we can get that down to one year left to serve. If you do some reconnaissance work for us, we need you to, you know, go to this groove, just hang out with them. These are your type of people, blah, 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 blah. Now, give me one second. I need to blow my nose. I need to blow my nose. Back. Sorry. So, uh, for example, <clears throat> I said, like, like, the government's not just going to send an armed group of goons every time literally they have but this isn't their typical mo what they'll do is they'll send a group of people into a group and these people will slowly over time morph and inf infiltrate the group and turn the group into just another arm of uh federal field agents or whatever the fuck you want to call it glows essentially uh for example look at what happened with that facebook group in michigan with the uh, kidnapping Gretchen Whitmer. It was a group, it was like a bunch of Trump-supporting Michiganders who were talking about fishing and other bullshit. Uh, 18 feds got into the group, and then over the course of four months, they had filtered through the group, removed people, and kept only certain people who fell in line with a certain you know, amount of gullibility. And then they got them all in an entrapment case to kidnap the governor of Michigan. So I could totally see them... Using uh, 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 using the uh, the thought spy girlfriend tactic here to completely subvert and bring this guy out. Oh, look how bad he is. I'm, I'm just saying, I've been harping on way too long, but this is... Again, this is right out of the government's playbook. I'm all... I'm, all, uh, I'm not seeing anything I fully would, would call or dis, uh, discredit quite yet. The New York Post reports that Michigan then left his $6 million beach house in San, uh, in San Juan, Puerto Rico... For a walk shortly after 9 a.m. Shit, I'm going for that walk, son. Uh, Michigan's body. Uh, body in the waves. Uh, doesn't say bodies in the waves where he had apparently drowned. So shouldn't you say... Okay. Um, uh, Tiatin Kalander. On November 23rd. In a, it was revealed. Let me turn my brightness down. It was revealed that Tiatin Cullender, the co-founder of the Hong Kong-based digital assets company Amber Group, was reported to have died in his sleep. Cullender was just 30 years old. Well, either he got uh, Clinton, Epstein, McAfee, or he got jabbed. His company website published the news. Quote. <clears throat> 
with the deepest sadness and a heavy heart. Kellender launched Amber uh, in 2017 with a group of finance uh, insiders, including former Goldman Sachs Group and Morgan Stanley workers. Amber Group had received a $3 billion evaluation in 2022 and was seeking another $100 million in funds shortly before Cullender's death. Quote, He put his heart and soul into the company in every stage of its growth. He led by example with his intellect, generosity, humanity, <laughs> diligence, and creativity. The company statement reads, quote, TT, TT, was a respected was a respected thought leader and widely recognized as a pioneer for the industry his depth of knowledge his willingness to collaborate and his desire to always help others benefited countless startups and individuals and now we go over here to Vashlav Taran on November 29th it was reported that billionaire Vashlav Taran 53 years old, the Russian oh he's Russian, you don't say, the Russian founder of the Forex Club and president of the Liberex Group, this is actually an interesting one right here, had died in a helicopter crash near the French-Italian border in Villefreche-sur-Mer. Turan's business described itself as leading foreign exchange for crypto trading platform. And it is said, quote, it is with great sadness that Librex Group confirms the death of its co-founder and chairman of the board of directors, Vyashlav Tehran, after a helicopter crash. Yo, homie really got kobe huh? Damn. Tehran was traveling in his Airbus H-130 helicopter from Lucerne, Switzerland to Monaco. When it crashed, Turan and the helicopter's French pilot were both killed, according to the French Bureau radio network. Well, that just confirms that there are more than one way to boil frogs. Although none of the deaths of the crypto billionaires appears to be linked, all of them are mysterious enough to raise a few eyebrows. Breitbart News will continue to report on the cryptocurrency industry as the perilous state of billionaire of its billionaire class. Lucas Nolm is reporting is a reporter for Breitbart News covering the issues of free speech and online censorship. Follow him at Twitter at Lucas Nolan. That's L-U-C-A-S-N-O-L-A-N. And now we move on to the next article. More of an update on Sam Bankman Freed. Moving forward. Moving forward. FTX hires forensic investigators to track missing funds. FTX has hired a team of forensic investigators to track billions of dollars that went missing from crypto exchange. The investigators are from an advisory firm at Alex Partners. The team is led by Matt Jaquise, a former chief accountant for the Securities and Exchange Commission Enforcement Division. Yeah, sorry boys. You got the feds investigating a major donor to the current ruling political party. You're not going to get results, but let's get into the article, shall we? You scroll down here. I always picked this one originally, but it literally says one fucking sentence. That's the whole article. So we're going to move on and go for the second link, which is Watcher Guru. 
uh, no credibility, low or high, has been credited to any of these outlets, so I can't speak to their factuality. But all I can say is this is an unfolding story. There are tweets about it. People are talking about it. It's a thing that's happening. I've asked around. It's the most interesting story that's not that interesting. Okay. It's about as interesting, okay, as a... As a, uh... Joel Osteen story at the beginning of one of his sermons. Boring and not funny. He lies. They're never funny. FTX hires forensic investigators to track missing funds by Olivia... Derry Ramian naming yeah. But here's the weird thing, we already know where most of the funding went. We know without doubt doubt. We know this guy was the second largest donor to the Democrat Party, right behind George fucking Soros. It knows, bro. It knows. Now Crypto billionaire Sam Bankman Fried's downfall could deprive Democrats of key donor. And this is an establishment shell outlet. This is NPC, I mean NBC talking. I'll leave a link to this article in the description below, but let's continue down this road right here. So we know where a lot of the money went. The money, a lot of the money went to Ukraine. It was funneled back into the hands of the DNC. Some scant Republicans, but again, uniparty shills, not any America First types, not any libertarians, not any independents. Hardcore blue or McConnell types. So we know where a ton of the money went, so I found this investigation a little dubious on its surface. How would you want to bet that this investigation is just going to be a, oh, well, we looked and didn't find anything, so we don't know what to tell you. FTX's new management has hired a team of forensic investigators to track billions of dollars that went missing from crypto exchange, according to the Wall Street Journal's anonymous sources. The investigators are from advisory firm Alix Partners. The team is led by Matt Jaquiz, a former chief accountant for the Securities and Exchange Commission Enforcement Division. Right here from Watcher Guru's uh, Twitter account, you've got Justin. FTX hires forensic investigators to track the billions of dollars that went missing. I would interact more with the post, but I can't. I'm still banned on Twitter. Moving on. The forensic firm will be in charge of conducting asset tracing to identify and recover the missing digital assets alongside it will be it will complement the restructuring work being undertaken by FTX. It is worth recalling here that a lawyer representing FTX debaters revealed that towards the end of November, quote, a substantial amount of assets have either been stolen or are missing. From FTX, in fact, the funds are being laundered and have been on the move via various crypto mixers and exchanges. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried told the Wall Street Journal in a recent interview that he could not explain what happened to the billions of dollars that were sent from FTX to Almameda, which is interesting because that backtracks on something else he had already stated. Had already stated. I mean, we'll hop right over to the article over here from the Daily Mail. Disgraced tech bro, Sam Bakeman-Fried blames his ex-lover for FTX collapse and $32 billion loss, admits he lied about being moral, and calls ethics a dumb game we woke Westerners play. SEC chair in a corner for lack of oversight 
of a Wild West crypto market. He gave his money to his girlfriend and said she gambled it all away. I loaned it to her and she was going to pay it back. Let's just read through the points real quick. Disgraced tech bro Sam Bankman Freed, 30 years old, has blamed his ex-girlfriend for the collapse of the company. His on his on and off lover Caroline Ellison, the ugliest Meg, Meg Griffin looking ugh. Ellis 28, served as CEO of the FTX owner's crypto trading house Almeida. In a new interview, FTX owner Bingman Freed backtracked on previous comments about being ethical and said it was a front. Securities and Exchange Commission Chair Gary Glenson is now facing scrutiny over his relationship with Bankman Freed. Uh, Gensler is in a corner for a lack of oversight of the crypto market, which he has described as a wild west. FTX drew backing from politicians and celebrities. He shared a stage with Bill Clinton and former British Prime Minister Tony Blair, as well as uh, Ghislaine Bunchen. And don't forget, he also knew Epstein before his death. He also was rubbing shoulders with Ghislaine Maxwell, literally. A lawsuit filed in Florida by disgraced investors who say they lost $11 billion alleged Bankman Freed and his backers are responsible for many billions of da- dollars in damages. The lawsuit named celebrities Tom Brady, Steph Curry, Curry, and Brady's supermodel ex-wife, Yislin Benchin. Oh, that's who that is. Comedian Larry David and tennis star Naomi Oska. Now, to be fair, Larry David in all those ads said, don't do it. And the ad said, don't be like Larry. No, 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 no. You should have been like Larry. To give Larry David any break here, homie literally said, nah, I would, I know, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And you know what? When it comes to people like Larry David, you know, the nose knows, bros. I'm gonna get in trouble for all these jokes. They're subliminals, but they're jokes. Or are they serious? I mean, I am German, but they're jokes. They're jokes. I miss the old Kanye. In a series of tweets on Wednesday, Bakeman Fried said, We got overconfident and careless. Now, let's wrap this article up here. If there's time, we'll finish up reading this Daily Mail article. Otherwise, it'll be in the description below. I really want to keep these under a half hour long and get as much information as, as much as possible in here. It is worth recalling here. I already read that part. Uh... But yeah, he said, oh, we don't know where the, where, where the money went. Bro, you've said multiple times until today that your girlfriend, you loaned the money to your girlfriend and she was going to win it all back. Bro, you're goofy. <laughs> oh, this article is just openly shilling. It's one of the two, but I can't speak to the factuality. If I had like a factuality rating, I could tell you which it was with a little bit more confidence. But it's either maliciously lying or it's just ignorance. It's one of the two. But I will point out they didn't really quote where he said oh i don't know founder sam bacon free told the wall street journal in an interview that he could not explain i already read that part yeah yeah you can bro actually I hate to tell you but you can ftx newly appointed chief executive john ray said that the firm's financial reporting was untrustworthy and he described Bateman Freed and his colleagues as potentially compromised mr ray also revealed that ftx used software to avail the misuse of customer funds as per as per court papers the 50 largest creditors alone are owed more than 3 billion ah, damn 
Subpoena, definitely on the table for SBF. Yeah, definitely in quotes for good reason. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is supposed to testify before Congress. Oh, I'm sorry. The audio levels just spiked. Hopefully I didn't hurt your ears. Uh, testify before Congress next week. The founder recently stated that he was unsure if he would attend the hearing. Consequently, a couple of days back, House Financial Service Committee Chair Maxine Waters took to Twitter to compel him to attend the hearing. Now, if you come to, if you come to the hearing, that'd be real nice here. I'll take my dentures and I'm just swapping a knob on the table, alright? It'll be fine, it'll be fine. I'm Nancy Pelosi on dark mode. <laughs> Bro, holy shit. I've never thought about that before. Yeah, but... Yo, Maxine Waters is really just Nancy Pelosi in dark mode. <laughs> if you see these banksmen in public, you make sure you blow them. Make sure you sit down for the lunch and you disrupt them. You, you blow them under the table. I'm telling you, bro. Don't even worry about a Trump yay ticket. Don't even worry about a fucking fucking uh biden biden clinton ticket bro the real ticket here is maxine waters bankman freed 2024 can't get by the open door i'm telling you bro i'm telling you bro it's uh and you know what biden fetterman that's also another powerful ticket it's a no-brainer Quote, lies are circulating cnbc that i am not willing to be subpoena to subpoena sbf Ah, sorry. He has been requested to testify at December 13th hearing. A subpoena is definitely on the table. Stay tuned. Last circling that CNBC said that Matt Bloom to subpoena SBF FTX. He is being requested to testify at the December 13th hearing. A subpoena is definitely on the table. Stay tuned. Demonic bitch. Alright. Let me scroll down here to December 8th. This article, this part of the article is from yesterday. Federal prosecutors launch investigation to Sam Bankman-Fried over market manipulation. <laughs> hey, Kanye West, what do you think of this man and his, uh, his, his monopoly on power over the crypto market? <laughs> That's some good coffee. By Sahana Quran, December 8th, 2022. The cryptoverse encountered the downfall of two major projects this year. While the community was just recovering from the enormous collapse of Terra. Oh yeah, that was... No shit. God, that was this year. Time fucking flies. You know else was this year? The uh, GameStop purge. Man. FTX found... Uh, let's see. Terra. It was soon hit with the descent of the FTX empire. Manhattan prosecutors believe that there might be a connection between the two. Federal prosecutors are reportedly investigating to see if FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was involved in the collapse of Terra USD and Luna. According to the recent report by New York Times, these prosecutors believe that SBF could have manipulated the price of the aforementioned assets. He could or he would have done this in order to bring profits to the entities he owned. So basically, choke up the uh, competition. Alright, I mean, that works. 
Just in, federal prosecutors are investigating Sam Bankman Freed and Almeida research for market manipulation that led to the collapse of Luna and UST. Back in May 2022, Terra's uh, stablecoin UST lost its $1 peg, causing immense chaos in the market. The assets failed to regain a peg, uh, to re- regain its peg back, and was trading at 0.02074 at the present time. It should be noted that the invest- investigations launched by the New York uh, New York City prosecutors is in its early stages. Therefore, the FTX former CEO's connection with Terra ordeal remains uncertain. The report further read, "Quote: The matter is part of a broadening inquiry into the collapse of Mr. Bankman-Fried's Bahama-based cryptocurrency empire and the potential misappropriation of billions of dollars in customer funds. But why is SBF being investigated over the collapse of Terra? As per New York, uh, as per New York Times, the downfall of Terra USD was, promo- was promoted by an increased number of sell orders. A source told the New York they got short sold by fucking Bankman-Fried. No shit. A source told the Times that these sell orders came from FTX, god damn, in an apparent effort to make a fat profit. He really GameStop AMC'd this bitch, didn't he? Huh. Huh. FTX had also shortened the price of Luna around the same time. However, the bottom, quote, the bottom fell out of the entire Terra USD Luna ecosystem. Additionally, it should be noted that FTX investigated several months before its recent collapse. It was done. It was done to determine. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, I got distracted for a second. This was done to determine if there were any, or if there have been, a breach of any laws related to money laundering. But SBF went on to deny these accusations by saying, "Quote." I was not aware of any market manipulation and certainly never intended to engage in market manipulation. The best of my knowledge, all transactions were for investment or hedging. I totally have clean hands, guys. Don't you believe me, guys? I am your friend, guys. Okay, I want to make sure there was actually an end to this and wasn't just like a live feed. I've, I got a, a couple years back, I ended up doing like an hour and 45 minute live stream. I was like, when does this article end? And it was just kept loading like an infinite fucking live update. That was on the uh, that's McAfee died. That's from my whole McAfee death episode. Coinbase CEO says FTX bankruptcy caused by delay in crypto legislation. Oh yeah, blame the government. Well, I mean yes, actually blame the government by Vigenesh Koradahi. Brian Armstrong, chief executive officer of Coinbase, recently appeared on, quote, the David Rubenstein show. David Rubenstein? Is that like the evil Dave Rubin? Uh, Peer-to-peer conversations to speak about the necessity for clear cryptocurrency regulations. Wrong. Basically, being regulated is what kept Bitcoin at the steady rise it was on. It's when the government started trying to regulate it that you start to see these big 
fluctuations in market in like the market value of it inflation and bankruptcy are not a natural part of the free market it that's a product of government interference in the free market so no this is the opposite of what you want my friend i should say my poor hybrid between matt damon and jeff bezos jeep bean soup coinbase is the largest and oldest cryptocurrency exchange having began its service in may 2012 the exchange has over 108 million verified users spanning over 100 countries armstrong sat down with david rubenstein over a video conference at his uh at his show to speak about various topics including the fall of ftx and its effects Armstrong says FTX downfall is a black mark for the industry. Uh, everything about it is a major black mark. And by the way, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but I am buying as much crypto, well, I'm buying as much Bitcoin and Ethereum as fucking possible. Not financial advice, it's just what I'm doing. That's just what I'm doing. It's like when uh, Elon Musk bought, bought fucking, bought fucking uh, Twitter right or launches buying twitter and the twitter stock for the first 24 hours just tanked i bought up as much of that shit as i could elon Musk took it off my hands for a neat profit and i turned that bitch right around and i bought tons of rumble stock now financial advice i am not I, i i have jewy in me but i am not a money jew sorry I'm not even a matzo lover. Like, that shit tastes like cardboard to me. <sighs> Moving on. Right, like, I got this big-ass nose, but it's been broke so many times it doesn't even fucking work. So it's like, what the, what's the point of having me having this big-ass nose? And if you've seen my face, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I've been punching the nose. I used to do a lot of uh, mosh pits and shit, so my nose has been broken so many times that it's just... <laughs> you know, it doesn't really work as well as it should. Ow. But let's move on. Let's move on. It's completely off topic. Speaking of the downfall of FTX, uh, black mark for the industry, he also cl- clarified that it is not a representative of the whole industry. Armstrong also added that the FTX event will definitely pave the way for clearer regulations. In response to Rubenstein's questions on which regulator is best for the industry, Armstrong stated that, quote, there are some crypto commodities that should be regulated by the CFTC. Quote, the SEC should be regulating crypto securities, and I actually think that could very well, oh no, could be a very important and big business. Yikes. This dude, his teeth are so fucked up from sucking on a boot all day. Armstrong cites the example of the intent and how people thought it was it was, uh, thought it would, uh, why am I fogging here? Armstrong cites the examples of the intent and how people thought it to be one thing. Thought it to be one thing. My brain just was not processing that word structure for some reason. But it turned out to be so much more. That is the most clumsily written sentence I've ever fucking read. Yeah. He also mentioned cryptocurrencies being like that exact scenario. Why being like that exact scenario, which involves stable coins 
NFTs, and so much more in the future. Like I've said, so NFTs, right? The way and the incarnation that NFTs are currently in is borderline completely fucking useless. Um, but I think what we're seeing right now with NFTs is baby's first step towards something much more important and big down the road. But an overall concern that I have about cryptocurrency is people like Klaus Schwab have been calling for a one world currency. And like it or not, Bitcoin easily could be that one world currency. So there's every chance in the world that the elites want cryptocurrency, but they just don't want it unless they have a death grip on it. So they can't centralize around it. They don't want it, but I believe that they can centralize it around it. And I believe that they believe they can too. So they're going to try. And that's, that's just part of my concern. We also, you know, as much as I celebrate the overthrowing of governments all around this world, you also have to keep in mind that people like Klaus Schwab are also saying we need a one world government. So if a bunch of governments in these second and third world nations get overthrown, destroyed by its people, and no government is established in its place afterwards, which I'm fine with. You just have to be able to sit here and at least humor the idea that there's a strong, strong possibility that these collapses are exactly what the World Economic Forum wanted to try and establish the one world currency and a one world government. But enough tinfoil hats, let's move on. The CEO of Coinbase compared his exchange to FTX and stated how they are different. Armstrong stressed the robustness of Coinbase and how it's been built on trust and reliability over the last 10 years. Well, homie, 2012? Yeah, 2012, never mind. Uh, stressed the, robust, uh, the robustness of Coinbase and how it is built on trust and reliability over the last 10 years. He also highlighted the uh that the legislation that was likely to be passed by the next quarter got delayed due to the fall of ftx next year could be the ideal timeline for users to expect it according to armstrong uh, and i don't yeah, yeah, this is just going to keep loading articles. I'm just going to be sitting here reading it forever. Got you. All right. All right. So I want to wrap this article, this episode up here. So that's where we're at. Three crypto billionaires die all within the course of one month under mysterious circumstances. Uh, I didn't mention it with any certainty because I have to do the app, double check it. But I'm hearing two of them were actually working together to possibly become whistleblowers on a larger scandal including uh which was briefly mentioned one of them was blowing a whistle on a human trafficking ring operating outside of puerto rico right so you have that going on very suspicious you know totally totally killed themselves guys hashtag they uh were not epstein it was all natural now over on this side we have the new hire in working with the federal government to investigate you know uh FTX and where the money went there and we already know where the money went it was laundered through things like the Ukraine conflict or under the hands of the DNC 
and that's the money that he wasn't directly giving right to the DNC. So we know where the money went. I'm skeptical of this new investigator. I, I feel like this investigation is only going to be, uh, oh, look, we found nothing. So the media can report that we found nothing. Ha 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 ha. And it'll just continue. Um, but that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. This might be the only episode for today. Uh, I've been having a real rushed week, a lot going on leading to the holidays. I'm sure you guys understand. I'm sorry. I want to get back. I want to get back to the two to three upload today as soon as possible. But until then, this is what we're working with. Please like, share, comment, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Please do your own research and fact check me if possible or fact check me when possible and link uh, your sources in the comments below. And this, uh, this show is only provided and brought to you because of people like you supporting the show. So thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Anchor for being a longtime faithful supporter of this podcast. And I look forward to going into the next year, the fourth year of Inside Four Walls. And I look forward to going into it with you guys with me. So until next time, I'll be your host, James Masson. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.